Yo, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, my name is Gerald McGee, clinical therapist and founder of Everyday People Individual and Family Counseling Center located in the Shore Cultural Center, the red building in the middle. And we're celebrating 10 years of Everyday People Individual and Family Counseling Center. I must say, I'm so excited to be here today. And for this podcast, we'll be talking about our frozen beliefs stuck in time. But before we talk about that, I want to start with an attitude of gratitude. And today, the attitude of gratitude is empathy. You see, we can't be good if we can't be compassionate and connected with other people. You heard about what just happened in Chicago and all the lives that was lost. And I feel so bad for those families and we want to empathize with them and, and all the people who have lost family members due to all the, the gun violence that's occurring in our society. So let's be empathetic towards our family, our friends, even people that are strangers, be connected. Because when we are connected, we will make our world a better place. Too many of us are going into our own houses and in our own rooms and we're not connecting enough. And so we don't know what's going on until something tragic happens. So let us be more empathetic. Let us connect. Let us show that we appreciate the human connection because in that connection, can we make our world better? Today, I want to talk about being frozen in our beliefs. I want you to imagine a refrigerator and Think about how every now and then you have to defrost it. And when you defrost the refrigerator, you always find some food of various types inside the refrigerator. Maybe it's some meat or some veggies, but there's some things in there that's been in there for a long time that you never, of course, prepared. You find in getting these things out that it takes some work. It takes some effort. You know, you have to probably turn off your refrigerator and, and let it thaw out. The water has to melt and then it becomes easier to clean it out. Many of us, like the refrigerator, we have things that we believe that's been frozen in our minds for a long time. They serve us no good, but we believe these things and they hold us back. They keep us from being our best selves. You see, our beliefs are the foundation of much of what we hear, think, and feel. Sometimes our beliefs, they can get outdated and we need to clean out our refrigerator so we can get new beliefs and ideas. Y'all, we can't stay stuck in our old beliefs and ideas about ourselves 
that keep us that keep us from moving forward. What are our beliefs? Beliefs are primarily the acceptance that a statement is true or something exists. I think about this often. You know, Aaron Beck is resp- is oftentimes noted as being the father of cognitive behavioral therapy and core beliefs and beliefs being the foundation of how we change ourselves, changing our beliefs. Um, the idea of belief goes way back. We could talk about the Egyptians. We could talk about the Zoroastrians. We could talk about the Samaritans, the Peloponnesians, uh, the, uh, the Aztecs, the, the Mayans, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhists, um, Hinduism, Taoist, Sikhist. We could go on and on. And all these perspectives that I've just spoke of, Belief is the foundation of what they are. We practice these things because we believe these things to be true. Understanding belief and understanding core beliefs is critical because we talk about organizations, we talk about religious ideas, but we as individuals have our own beliefs, our own core beliefs. These are messages that we say not so much about the world around us but about ourselves and these things sometimes they get stuck into our in our brain in our way of doing and acting and experiencing life that keeps us from being able to move forward in a constructive way because we believe certain things about ourselves to keep it simple am i worthy am i lovable am i capable or am I able? Am, am I likable? These seem like really simple questions, right? But at the core of us, we are always asking ourselves who we are by asking ourselves questions about if I'm likable or if I'm worthy or if I'm special or important. And those things affect how we see the world around us. Core beliefs. Maybe we get them from our family. Maybe we learn them from society. Maybe we, they're biological or environmental. All these things help shape the way we see ourselves. Now, CBT doesn't really focus, or cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't really focus on all the reasons why, but it does challenge us to, to identify core beliefs that prohibit us or keep us or limit us from being our best selves. So today, We want to begin to think more about what are we saying about ourselves? What is in our refrigerator when we unthaw ourselves? What what beliefs do we want to get out so we can be the better person? We can be more adjusted in our lives. You see, the questions I just posed about am I worthy? Am Am I likable, lovable? Am I kind? Those are not necessarily negative or positive, but they can be based on how I see myself. I like to think of it as a continuum versus being one or the other. We can, th- we can see ourselves being more likable or less likable. And as we see ourselves being less likable or more likable, it will affect how we think about things because our thoughts are a reflection of how we see ourselves. 
not so much about other people, at least the part that we can control is about how we see ourselves. You may ask Gerald, like, what do you mean by that? Well, let's keep it simple, right? Well, if you had a job that you was working and your supervisor came in and gave you some criticism, told you you did something wrong, if you have more of a constructive perspective on yourself, you're more likely to interpret what's being said as, as positive, saying that my supervisor only wants to help me get better at what I do. If I don't see myself in such a constructive way, I'm more likely to hear what my supervisor said to me in a negative way. And when I hear what he says or she says in a negative way, then I interpret what they say as they don't like me. They don't want me to be good at this. They just really want to fire me. See, I'm playing these thought games with myself in which I don't give the supervisor's expression any uh, credibility in the sense that they want to help me. I'm seeing it only as if they don't like me and nothing positive can come out of this. Now, we can be somewhere in the middle on this, but it's important to understand when we have a perspective that we see ourselves in a more negative way, it's more difficult to see constructive advisement or criticism from other people in a, a positive way. Thus, we have stronger feelings. So in this situation, we're arguing that feelings can be actually influenced by hmm, our thoughts and our core beliefs. Oftentimes, because we feel feelings, we think feelings are always dominant. And feelings are a powerful part of who and what we are. But feelings don't always control everything. Remember, that's the limbic system. But the neocortex or the frontal lobe controls our thinking. And oftentimes, I'll say this part of our brain is the least developed. And it has the fewer um, connections in the brain. However, however, it is so powerful because language, our society, much of who we are, it has evolved because of the frontal lobe. And in that place, we can regulate emotions and we can discipline our instinctive drives to some degree. So we're not always acting on them. So in that way, we also can sometimes control our emotions and look at things more objectively. So our feelings can be regulated by the way we perceive things. So by changing our core beliefs, seeing ourselves in a more constructive way, we can then move towards more constructive thoughts and we can regulate our emotions around things better, which then impacts the behavior, our behaviors. Our behaviors are the results of our thoughts, feelings, and of course, core beliefs. The way I respond to people, the way I act. So if I feel like my supervisor doesn't like me, doesn't uh, want, me, uh, want me to be there, maybe I feel less motivated to make the changes. So I might be less likely to go to them and ask for help because I'm afraid they're just going to tell me I'm not doing a good job. And thus, I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm avoiding 
because I don't want to hear anything that sounds like criticism, so I don't talk to them. The other side of it is, well, I feel like my supervisor is trying to help me uh, get better at my job, so I go to them. I get more, su so more support. Now, the person who avoids and the person that goes to the supervisor might both struggle on some level the experience. However, the one that's going to get help will probably be more likely to improve because they're seeking help and they're not seeing it as a negative thing. Well, the other one who avoids it, don't go get help, that person, they continue to have the same struggle. Think about it another way or from another angle. Somebody breaks a leg. They go to the doctor. The doctor says, look, if you elevate your leg um, and stay off it for X amount of time each day, you'll get, you'll get better. The other person, they injure their leg. They may say, well, oh man, my career, my athletic career is, is ruined. They hear the instructions, but they're less likely to engage in the practices that the doctor have provi provided to them. So on the one hand, the individual who provides, engages in the practices, that individual gets better and they're back on the field more quickly. The other individual, because they're so focusing on their injury and being hurt and how it took them off the field and how bad things always happen to them, they don't do their re rehabilitation as they should. And so as a result, it takes them much longer to, to heal and probably they don't heal as good. And they are probably more likely to say, well, the doctors, they wasn't doing this and they wasn't doing that. Well, on the other hand, the other individual who listened to the doctor, followed what they told them to do, they got, they got healed, they regained complete strength, and they were able to perform at the level they used to. Now, in both examples I gave with the work and the, the exercise, we might call that consequences. You see, when we think a certain way, we feel a certain way, we behave a certain way, whether positive or negative, there are always, uh, always consequences, good or bad. So you mean to tell me, Gerald, that the way I think, the way I see myself could influence outcomes in my life? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say, that you can actually influence outcomes by how you think from the very beginning. How you respond starts with what you believe about yourself. If you think the world is, is just crappy, you see yourself as being crappy, then you're less likely to trust anything to work out for you. But if we could be more realistic and believe that, you know, I'm worth something, I have some value, and I can do something, maybe some things will happen bad, but I'll be okay, you're more likely to experience more constructive consequences over time. And somebody might be saying right now, but Gerald, this happened to me or that happened to me. Look, I'm not saying this is absolute or it answers all questions, but what I want you to do is I want to challenge each one of you to examine your experiences, be able to explore yourselves and see what you're saying about yourself. Because after consequences, what we oftentimes do and reinforce 
the beliefs we have about ourselves. So if I don't see myself as being so worthy and things happen bad, I might think to myself, see, I'm not that good. See, it never works out for me. See, I'll never get that job. See, I'll never be lovable. And then we keep going into this vicious cycle. We keep having these beliefs frozen in our refrigerator. We keep holding on to ideas that keep us in a place that we don't even want to be. But when we let go of these ideas and we open ourselves up to new type of experiences, we then create an environment where we can have different outcomes. I used to make a joke about the 79th Street mentality because I'm on 79th Street, everybody smokes, they're on 79th Street, so then everybody smokes. I'm on 79th Street, everybody's uh, broke, then we all should be broke. I'm on 79th Street and we all fight all the time, then I guess if I believe that, then I guess that's what I would do. But if I open my mind up, I unthaw my frozen beliefs and ideas and I put in some new stuff, I will begin to change my belief system and then I can respond differently to situations that seem difficult, not assuming that people just have stuff out for me or that I'm no good. Look, I challenge people when they tell me that people are no good. What I like people to understand is that people have a right to act in their own best interests. So maybe sometimes when we think people are taking things out on us, perhaps it's more about us understanding that they have their own life and their own experiences they're trying to manage. So when that supervisor asks you to do something different at work, it's not because you're not good enough. It's because if you don't get it right, then they're going to be held accountable. So you need to get it right. See what I'm saying? In all of this, if we're really going to change who and what we are, we need to get down to the things we're saying about ourselves, our self-talk. And I guess you would say, what is self-talk? Yeah, it is those messages, those things you say about yourself, how you see yourself in any experience. Do you feel uncomfortable or do you feel like an imposter in your experiences? Like you don't, you don't belong there? When you fail at something, do you say, oh, I, I'm not good enough? Or when you are good at something, do you say to yourself, oh, they're just going to find out later how bad I am? Maybe you don't think that you deserve being in a place of positivity. If you feel like this, I want you to challenge yourself to get rid of those old ideas, those beliefs that say you don't deserve to be where you are doing what you're doing. You have to get those out of your refrigerator. You have to put in some new stuff. Cause you know, when food gets frozen and outdated, it has no more nutrition in it, right? So sometimes our beliefs don't serve us anymore. When we've had PTSD, when we've had anxiety, we've been sexually abused, physically abused, we might, we've been in crazy experiences where there's always trauma going on, always some crazy stuff going up. We might embrace ideas and beliefs to help us survive. We might even call those experiences the jungle. But let me tell you this, every experience is not the jungle. So we have to learn to adapt ourselves, reprogram our brain, update 
the software so that we can be open to new experiences because everybody ain't trying to hurt you. They just trying to live. Maybe some, but not all. But if you think that everybody is out to hurt you, you might want to ask yourself, what am I saying about myself? Our self-talk is so critical. I challenge you every day when you wake up to ask yourself, what do you believe about yourself? What are the messages that you say about yourself? Because when you're honest with yourself about those messages and you challenge them, change them, instead of saying, I am not worthy, understand that I am worthy. Instead of saying, I'm not lovable, understand that I am lovable. Instead of saying, I'm not capable, understand that I am capable. When you get those messages, you can then change things because when you fail, it won't be because you're not capable or able or you don't have the skill. When you're criticized, it won't be because you couldn't do it. It was because you failed. And with failure comes learning. But when I have a more constructive outlook on who I am, I can adapt. I can move forward and build something new. But if I hold on to those old ideas and beliefs, I keep them frozen in my refrigerator, I keep stuck on those, I'll be frozen in those thoughts. And I'll never let go those mentalities, those thoughts and those ideas and beliefs that keep me down. So with this being said, y'all, let us move. Let us defrost our refrigerator. Let's get those old ideas and beliefs out and put in new, more constructive ones. Because in that, we break the cycle of thoughts, core beliefs, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, consequences, reinforcing those negative ideas. But now we put in new ones where we reinforce positive ideas. I believe in me. And I believe in you. And I know when we change the way we think, we can move mountains. Do you. Thank you.